the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast, pumped, excited, man, fired up to talk to Connor Flanagan. Let's go. How are you doing, Connor? I'm so good, man. This is like probably the best time to have this podcast. I thought I was going to be tired, but I'm just stoked. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let me let me tell our audience a little bit who you are, and then we'll talk about how you're so stoked, and we'll talk about your music. We'll talk about your new merch launch. We'll talk about all of it, but we do want to hear, man, this is so fresh, the excitement of what's happened in the last 24 hours, and I don't want people to miss it. So let me just say this about Connor for now, and we'll talk about some of his music, um, some of the songs I've been enjoying the last several days. I've got my YouTube playlist in front of me closer down with me major leagues be not afraid run away and there's several others um really good stuff um hip-hop artist even has some irish hip-hop that's a little bit of a you you can talk about that later i I caught some (laughs) of that on your instagram but um man we're just excited to have you and hear about what god is doing in your life but maybe we start with um and well let me mention the merch full-time dreamer because this is a big part of who you are a full-time dreamer talk about that a little bit and then maybe you can walk us through the history that you've just experienced in the last 24 hours but talk about being a full-time dreamer what does that mean yeah you know i so i have a song out called full-time dreamer i wrote it uh four or five years ago and um that phrase i can't i it just was like put on my heart like okay I, i i a full-time dreamer. I just thought it was like a fun, catchy, like literally, I think it was just kind of an inspiration from the Lord. And I was like, I got to make the song called full-time dreamer. And um, so it's been a song and it's kind of been like this unofficial slogan for kind of my brand and my life of like, yeah. I'm a full-time dreamer. I'm with everything I can. I'm dreaming with God about what he wants for my life. And um, that was always, I was, I was a full-time dreamer, but like kind of the dream was part-time, you know, I was, working you know ever since i graduated from college i've been working a a full-time job and doing music on top of that and just this past may almost after eight years of like professional music uh we quit quit my full-time job and have gone all in on my music and so it has so much more of a significance for us now of like we're actually in the dream full-time um and so we've kind of just really leaned into it this, this year, this, this first tour, the spring and fall or the fall and spring leg of the tour is the full-time dreamer tour. We've rebranded it. You can see it in the video here. Love it. I uh, did these cool, like puff print full-time dreamer hoodies. And um, I'm going to have to get one. I'm going to yeah, have to get please. one. Oh, I would love to send you one. Um, I, I, the burden that I feel like I carry um, is uh, just for people's gifts and talents. I, mm. I'm not special. I, I didn't grow up in the industry. I didn't grow up anywhere near the industry. I didn't grow up in an overly musical family. Um, 
I didn't have any handouts or favors. Uh, yeah. But I just had a there's just a spark that was placed in my heart at a young age after going to some concerts and seeing Toby Mac and John Rubin and these grits and these mm. guys really early on. And um, and it just there's like nothing that could satiate that. Like I was just like, I got to I got to try to do this thing. And um, I spent so much time. I've spent so much time chasing the dream. And um, so the, the slogan full time dreamer can kind of be seen as this like cheesy go chase your dreams kid thing. But it's actually more of like, hey how much time are you willing to put, put in and invest in dreaming with God? It's really yeah. like, just be, be a committed disciple, like spend all of your time full time dreaming with God, because if we're dreaming outside of God, it'll never happen. It'll never yeah. happen in accordance with the will that he has for our life. And so my, the burden I carry is like, if anyone interacts with my music or sees me live, the only thing I pray and hope is that they would leave encouraged to press into their own gifts more. Like yeah. our world suffers because people are not using the gifts and talents God gave them because they're afraid, they're insecure, mm. there's too much competition, like all of these lies seep in and then people give up on it. Even the lie of like, it has to be your full-time job. Like I, I accomplished a lot and I think I've done a lot of good and it, all, even before I went full-time yeah. and I surrendered that. I was like, Lord, maybe I'll never go full-time. Right. I really believe I'm using the gifts you've given me to the best of my ability. And so that's what I try to encourage people is like, let's push past the fear. Let's push past the doubt and let's dream with God with everything we have full time to see what he has for our lives. Yeah, I love that. Well, talk to us a little bit before we get into this 24 hours, just incredible experience. Um, Talk a little bit about back in May or back in February, March, when you were thinking about making this bold move, um, you know, what, what was going through your mind? What was you going through your wife's mind? How did you have to pray to get to that point where it's like, okay, let's go for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's been a wild ride. I mean, I, um, there's stages to discernment, right. And we, you know, we, we've just gotten, we, what kind of really pushed us over the edges, um, you know, we've never, well, first off, we've never felt called to full-time music. We've desired it but we've never felt called to it. I was always like, I have a stable job. It pays the bills. Every dollar I make on top of that can just be reinvested in the music. All of my jobs have been super flexible over the last eight years. So I've never, it's never been in jeopardy. Like, um, so I've always been able to attend to the, the tasks God has put before me in my full-time work and, and with my music. And just this past, well, a year and a half, two years ago, it's like, okay, we're getting busy. Like I'm, I'm getting busy on the music front. I'm getting back and forth in Nashville a lot. Like something's got to give, like there's, we just can't keep this up. And uh, it was in that, that we just really started praying into like, is this the time? And, you know, right as we kind of said yes to the Lord, like we really felt him in prayer saying like, one of my best friends spoke over our life, man, years and years ago, uh, as we were wrestling with some discernment stuff, he said, let yeah. the peace, let the peace dictate the pace. Oh, um, that's good. So good. Right. And so like, we, we just started to really have a ton of peace around the idea of me being a full-time musician because we were, it wasn't about making more money. It wasn't about any of that. It was just like, what's going to make Connor more available to our family and more available to the will God has for our family. And we were like, if I leave my job, now there's wow. so many other questions that come with that of like, well, where's the money going to come from? And I'm an indie artist and even Christian hip hop and pop music isn't like, there's just like people out the door waiting for me to go play shows for them in Minnesota. You know, it's just like, there's nothing yeah. guaranteed. And so there was a lot there, but 
you know, there's, there's things that have been kind of, there's a lot of practical things that went into it too. Like relationships in Nashville were building. Mm. Like I, I was writing, I've been writing better music and getting more content out. And there was just like, there was this has been this slow and steady build mm. to where it was like, we feel like this is the launch point. We have no idea where we're launching to or what we're jumping off of or what's going to catch us. But like, that's the point, you know, like we, mm. We have done everything faithfully till now, and we will never be able to live with ourselves if we don't like trust God with the, with the actual leap. And that was a real moment where, like, you know, I I, I preach full time dreamer and all this stuff, and then God was yeah. like really starting to kind of be like, "All right, are y'all ready for that?" And I was like, "Ah, you know, I don't, I don't know, man." I, um, so it was cool. Like it, so we found a lot of peace in that. We decided, um, we decided we're going to go quit. So it was like a year before the end date. So like March of 2022, yeah. we decided like, okay, next May kind of end of the school year, kind of yeah. uh, fiscal year, we're going to, we're going to leave my job. And then right after that, we found out that we were pregnant with our fourth. And you know what, man, it, normally that would freak me out. And it was crazy. Yeah. Again, talk about peace. Like God specifically was like, don't, he said to me, he was like, mm. don't, don't go think you're going to build a career without building your family. Ooh, that's good too. And, and I was like, that's something me and my wife are real passionate about is like, we don't think that God's dream for your life should be antithetical to his plan for your family. Like, so I, I just see it often. Like we try to, we try to control that. And, yeah. uh, I just think like my dreams shouldn't suffer because of my kids and my kids and my marriage should not suffer because of my dreams. And that doesn't mean it won't be hard and a journey and a grind of building something, but again, peace, is there peace in all of that? And so, uh, so it's been a wild ride. So like, you know, we had a baby in April, quit my job at the end of May. And then, uh, it's just been the grind of booking shows and networking and doing all yeah. the things I'd normally do, but just way more. Cause I have more time. Yeah. Say that line again. I know I can go back and listen again, but about building your family. Well, what'd you say? That was good. I said, God, God was like, don't go try to, don't, don't, don't tell me you're going to go build your career without building your family too. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's so, it's so easy to like put those things against each other. Cause like I, yeah. I've done it. I'm like, man, if we have another kid right now, it's gonna be really hard to travel and do all these things. And, and we did, and it's been amazing. It's been awesome. awesome. I mean, it's been hard, but it's been awesome. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about how you and your wife, um, like in, in the relationship, you know, sometimes they say like one's a dreamer and one's the more practical one. And I know in uh, my relationship with my wife, I mean, when she's there with me and like, yeah, you know, it's time, it's time to launch out. It's time to get out of the boat again or whatever the case yeah. may be. It just means so much to me now, now that I'm older, sometimes when I was younger, I felt like I would run ahead and she'd have to like catch up, but I was just already there, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I've I got a little bit more wisdom and understanding. She has wisdom. How does it work with you and your wife? What is your wife's name? If you don't. Mind yeah. Katie. Uh, Katie. Okay. Katie. Yeah. She's a rock star. I mean, she's actually for years been like, you should just do it, dude. Just do it. Like, come on, you know, kind of like, do it, dude. Like if God wants it, it's going to happen. Let's just do it. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But you know, like this, 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 this. So she's, she's like, you know, she's very much like, look, if we're about this, we're about it. Like either we're about it or we're not. And that's really like, you know, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I have, I have leaned on and depended on her confidence in this decision because the being the practical, like me seeing the practicals and like knowing the industry and knowing 
quote unquote, what I'm up against and how hard it is to make this work and all these things. Like, you know, I'd spend a day in there in my head and online and doing all this stuff. And then I'd come back and and Katie would just be like, yeah, we're doing it. Like, of course, we're doing it, you know, and I'm like, you're right. Of course we're doing it. I was like, okay. And then get back in there. Almost like my, my coach in the ring, you know, absolutely my corner and I'm beat up and bruised. And she's like, all right, come on, let's go. We're, we're doing it. Um, so she's super faithful. And, and I mean, we, we pray together a lot intentionally about it, you know, just like sit down in the kitchen face to face and just like pray for our family, yeah. and, uh, for wisdom and peace and clarity. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it is rooted. It is, it is rooted in the Lord. Um, yeah. but you have to fight for that time. Like it's not, it is not easy and it is not easy after I've had a long day or a bad day of things feeling like they're not going my way or whatever to be like, to really, to reroot it back to where it belongs you know yeah what's a day like for you that feels like hadn't gone your way when you talk about i know you've just had an amazing day so you can talk about the tough days uh what is like a day that for you just feels like man that didn't really go my way oh my gosh man i mean i i i have uh, there's two that come to mind immediately a more recent one is i played a show uh just a couple weeks ago and uh it was it was awesome like the show was great uh, totally kind of blew my expectations. A small church here in Minnesota sold yeah. a ton of merch. They like knew the words to my songs. Like it was wow. great. Yeah. And then, and then I just, I came back and the next day I just got hit with the biggest wave of defeat. I mean, like oh, heavy, man. heavy, 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 where I was just kind of paralyzed all day. Like I would, I would try to write and I'd find myself just scrolling through Instagram or I would try to, I'd start to make content. And then I would just start like finding myself watching old footage from old shows just to kind of like try to like get myself out of the funk or like, I don't know. I just like, and I'd go upstairs and I'd tell Katie, I was like, I just can't shake this. Like I, I just had the best, you know, but it, ha- it just, right. that kind of stuff happens. And then um, right after we, we quit my job and uh, like one of the other things about the discernment, which was kind of crazy is I was, I'm, I'm a very firm believer that you should grow where you're planted and that God, God isn't going to give you something that's going to conflict with where he currently has you, like your current assignment. And so I was very committed to like, you know, my full-time job was really demanding of me. I had a team of people I was responsible for. I loved my job and I was committed up until May 31st to give them everything I had. And after that, we had a trip to Nashville planned for 10 days. I had a two week trip to Germany for some festivals planned. And then we had a family vacation. And so it was kind of like quit my job May 31st. I had those, these festivals covered my bills for the summer. And then it wow. wasn't really until like September 1st that I like felt like I started working, you know, like yeah, in, my, yeah, in yeah. my studio. And I kind of, I, I could see that coming. I could see that coming. And so I was like, Katie, how are we going to do this? Like our summer's crazy. I won't have time to book it. Like I should, I should start doing stuff now in February and March. And again, as we took it to prayer, God was like, like, uh, don't spend this time trying to build a platform to step out on, like focus on where you're planted and he'll provide when that time comes. Because I was, again, we were so busy. I was doing like three jobs at once and I didn't have time to build something to step out on. I just had to rely on all that I had already been doing and rely on God's faithfulness to say, okay, like come August and September, Lord, you got to really show out because we're going to, we're going to step out here and, uh, and he has. And so to, to get to your point, like yeah, the first show I had booked that I was so stoked about, like every show matters now where it's like, right. 
I don't have a salary guaranteed. So like I booked this show, I was so stoked about it. It was like, all right, this is September's income. We're good, blah, 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 blah. And then like just was celebrating it. And I get an email of like, oh, no. hey, we're pulling out. Like we we don't have enough time to organize this. And I, I cannot tell you oh. how defeated I was. Like, sure. It was, sure. It, it was, oh my gosh. It was like, I, it just felt like the weight of the world was like against me because I had been, emailing and cold calling and like yeah. i had all of these like tentative bookings lined up and all of these things and this was the first one that i locked in and i was like great i got a starting point you know my right. first show of the tour and and you know right but so how'd that you, that was yeah how'd you recover from that i mean well so it's funny that night we were we had tickets to go see the summer worship nights here in the city so brandon lake and phil wickham and i told my yeah. wife I was like i don't want to go like I, right. I can't, I can't go and be part of like, cause when I go to a concert, it's like an industry event for me. Like I'm like analyzing yeah. it and like, I, you know, I'm like, I don't want to go this. Like I just had my show cancel and I'm going right. to go watch another show. Like, right. And she's like, no, you need like, I think she's like, I respect that. If you really feel that way, fine. You know, I, you can stay here, but like, I actually think it'd be good for you to, to go and kind of try to turn this around and, um, and it was, it was really good. We, you know, we took my daughter and we had some other friends we went with. And, um, I actually think that was like the best thing to do, um, was to go and actually like worship and, and really give it back to the Lord and say, I trust you still like, yeah, there's yeah. going to be some bumps in the road, but I trust you. Yeah. So that night, were you able to kind of somewhat turn off the man, they're doing the production like this, they're doing that like that. Oh, that's a little out of tune. Were you able to somewhat like push that aside to worship? Um, yeah, at times. Yeah. But it, times. it also was just like a crazy show. So I was like, I mean, I had never seen anyone do production like the worship nights, that tour. Okay. So it was, it was Sorry, pretty hard. I missed it. Yeah. It was pretty hard to turn it off. Cause I was like, cause that my previous job was a creative director. So I like ran, I ran events and did like led walls and all this stuff. So I was like totally geeking out over the whole thing. Right. Right. But, right. Um, I got but you. No, there was a few moments, like there's some songs Brandon has that I just love. And so I was able to enter in and um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Speaking real quick, little parentheses. I have so many thoughts running through my head, but Brandon Lake, I was going back through, I can't, I think it was your old YouTube videos. I mean, going back a while and yeah. one of your videos, you were listening to Brandon Lake. This was a while ago. Like yeah. you may not even remember that, but it was like seven years ago, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. six, seven years ago. Yeah. And like you're, you're, I don't remember the song, but you know, it's on Spotify and it's like, you know, I don't remember the number, but it's like, you know, he had a, a thousand monthly listeners or something at the time. Like, so you kind of discovered Brandon Lake is what I'm saying. You know, you, Bro, you, you went, you went to the archives, man. I just, <laughs> That's crazy. You just kept yeah. rolling, you know, you just, yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. So I don't remember the exact number. It might have been 2000 or whatever, but I just thought, man, this is before Brandon Lake was Brandon Lake, but he was always Brandon Lake. So pretty amazing that you had, uh, yeah, you're part of discovering well, him. Well, he, yeah, he and uh, I, to say we're friends now might be a strong, I mean, we still text every now and then. Like oh. he, we, we opened, we got, we both got put on an opening show for Crowder. I mean, yeah, I definitely went back to the Crowder thing, but I didn't realize he was on that same tour. So he was, yeah, we played. Oh. So we got on with Crowder for three shows and yeah. uh, Seacoast Worship, which is his church, got put, oh. on, got put on one of the shows. And so okay. we roll up there, these guys from Minnesota that nobody knew. And uh, yeah. uh, Garrett, Micah, um, Brandon, Robbie, like all the guys from Seacoast were just the coolest. They were like, 
such genuine humans. So yeah. good. And, uh, and Brandon and I just like clicked, like we hit it off. We were the whole Crowder show. We were just like side stage chatting. Cause we were kind of in similar places in our career at the time. He was both undiscovered, both kind of working with a different label, try, you know, kind of talking a little bit. And, yeah. um, we both knew a lot of the same people. And so, um, we, we stayed close friends after that show. Uh, we actually started a song together, which oh. I, I still have bits and pieces of it. Cool. Uh, and then, and then his career just like, just took off. And right. uh, so it's been super hard to, you know, I don't live in the same place. It's been super hard to grow a friendship like that. Sure. But, um, but we like, you know, we hit, I, we probably text. Yeah. I don't know. Once a month, every now and then I'll hit him dude, up. That's with crazy. Songs. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. And that was just one parenthesis. And when you were talking right before you said, uh, and I think you're referencing like Katie um, in your corner right before you said it, uh, that's a visual that I often get is of someone in the middle of like a boxing ring for me, maybe it's UFC for you, but I grew up on boxing. So it's a boxing ring and it's that trainer in the corner, you know, just uh, cheering them on and saying, get back out there, you know, throw those punches, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, do all those things. So right before you even said that I was, I was already there, uh, which is, which is amazing. So it also just sounds like uh, our wives um, are amazing. Like you said, mm-hmm. rock stars, man. Oh, Thank man. you, Jesus. Thank yep. you, Jesus for that. All right. Um, man, I, and I had another thought, but it is flitted away. Um, I ha- having a great time talking to Connor Flanagan, hip hop artist, full-time dreamer. Um, be sure to go to fulltimedreamer.co, C-O, right? Fulltimedreamer.co. Um, and get your merch, Fulltime Dreamer. Man, you'll just have that reminder of dreaming with God and what that looks like and what that might look like. And we we need those times. We need mm-hmm. those times to do that. So, uh, well, one of the things that uh, you mentioned off air, and maybe, uh, you know, we can talk about this next, maybe, um, just the the authenticity, you know, I, I hear things, I haven't done like a lot of research, but some things in just Christian music people are saying is a little bit missing or lacking. There's just something a little bit off, but you were talking about off air where were, where you were for 24 hours just now um, and the authenticity of this community and how it was so important. Man, just start sharing what where the heck you were. You were part of a history. We want to hear about it. Why and how did you get to be a part of this history? And then just start sharing and some of those things connor yeah man well i mean give me like a 10 minute you know limit or i'm gonna i'm gonna go on and on but all right uh, man i'm i'm hitting the clock right now yeah, 10 minutes yeah uh rick, rick <laughs> robbins has been um my producer for the last 10 years and has become a, a just a great friend and mentor figure to me he's the uh founding dj of grits wrote a bunch of those early songs with them Ooh ah tennessee boys oh, come here we on. go Come uh, you know, come pr- on. produced, produced and wrote those songs. And, um, and even how I got connected with Rick was just like, just of the Lord. Like, well, tell us about that. We'll take an extra bonus two minutes of those 10 minutes. Tell yeah, us I how, mean, I just, how did I God gotta, do that? I was praying into, I had released my first record close to you, which was, which was literally like, I showed up at a studio with my guitar in Ohio and was like, Hey, I have songs. I want to make a record. I have money and some songs and my guitar what do I do? Yeah. And, uh, I knew nothing. And yeah. after I made that record. That was know, about I, when? Give us a time frame. Uh, that was 2012. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. 20, Got it. 2012-ish. Yeah. yeah. Um, that helps me. 
Yeah. And uh, after that, I kind of knew I was like, okay, this is, I, you know, once you kind of finish something, then you can analyze it. Right. And that's why I think it's so important to finish things because you never mm. know where, what you want to make next if you don't finish the thing in front of you. And so Dang, I'm not, that's good. That was I'm good. not ashamed of the record at all. It's definitely, I don't want to make music that sounds like that anymore, but oftentimes people can look back on their old catalog and be like embarrassed by it. And I'm like, you're embarrassed by what God was doing 10 years ago. Mm. Like I was not I, like, I, for me to be embarrassed by that is like really a slap in the face to God. Like he was moving powerfully in my early art and like breathing life into my talents. And yeah, sure. I mean, I have some songs on there that I'm like, how did we let those pass? But (laughs) I, but God was working like God was working and I am who I am because of that record. And so um, after that record though, it just gave me a lot of clarity and excitement about the next one. So I was like, all right, I need to find a real producer who can make pop music and hip hop music that I can work with. Yeah. And I was praying into that because I was like, I don't know anybody. I don't right. know. I knew no one in Nashville. And out of the blue, I get a call from this dude uh, who who I was friends with on Facebook or DMs me. He's like, hey, I'd love to chat. Uh, I'm starting to do some like booking for artists and I've been following you. And uh, I just really believe in what you're doing. I was like, mm. awesome. You know, so we hop on the yeah. phone and we start talking about what it would look like to do some booking together. Again, this guy's like not having an agency, just like this guy and um, who wanted to kind of cheer me on and be in my corner. So as we're figuring that out, he's asking me what I'm working on. And I'm like, I got a new record that I started writing. I just need the right producer. And he's like, oh, I got to I go to church with this guy, Rick. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, this guy, Rick. Yeah. He's like, he's DJ form, you know, from grits. And I was like, wait, from like grits, grits, you know, like. Yeah, right. And. He was like, yeah. And so he connects me with Rick and that's, I mean, that's a long, that's a long story, but eventually okay. Rick and I get connected and he was like, yeah, I, I'll produce your record. Let's do it. You know? And that just started this relationship of me going down there to work on it. And we did a, uh, two records together. We did a bunch of, we've done a bunch of singles together and uh, we're dreaming up some other projects together now. And, um, and yeah, it, it moved, it moved pretty quickly from like just producer to, to to friend and mentor and uh him as a father and as a husband to be around someone like him in the world that i want to be in and watch his marriage and watch how he uh operates as a father with his kids has just been like super inspiring to me and um and and that's even like outside of the historical context of like bro i've like literally seen you in concert as a kid you know like you know take all that out like he's just an incredible guy and man um and and disciple and uh but then you add in all that other stuff is just icing on the cake to be like, and you're a member of my, one of my favorite bands. And right. Um, so Rick, so Rick is friend producer and they were throwing this legacy hip hop show in Nashville kind of Crazy. in part of, the, I think the Dove award events going on this week. And uh, so I texted Rick and I was like, Hey, are you, are you getting the band back together for this grits show? Like it was grits one day social club, uh, Toby Mac made an appearance for the grits portion. Um, a couple other younger artists, a Kaleso, um, can't remember who else. A couple DJs were there. Yeah. And, uh, and grits or, and Rick was like, yeah, man, we're going to do the show. And I was like, Hey, can I, can I come down and film it for you? Cause Rick has always commented on my content and he's like, bro, you're making yeah. all this content. And I would yeah. love to, I would love to be more active with that. And so I said, Hey, I'll, I will come down and document the whole day. And just be a fly on the wall, follow you around, help you if you need like a roadie, like you name it, I'll do it. Yeah. And he was like, that'd be awesome. And so 
so yeah, man, I just went down and spent the whole day with him. And it was just like, I just got to hang with my heroes. Um, I got yeah. to hang out with all these artists that I grew up listening to and, and saw in concert and bought their CDs and saved the pamphlets from the CDs and bought posters and t-shirts. I mean, these guys who like sparked the like, yeah. hey, you can use your music to share the gospel. Like, like Grits, Toby, John Rubin, those guys, DC Talk, like those were the guys I saw that I was like, I want to do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so then I was just like, and I'm pretty much that way in the industry too. Like, I don't really fangirl because I'm like, these, these are guys, they're like coworkers. Like I want to, yeah. you know, I want to network. I want to work with you. I don't want pictures or high fives. Like I want to, I want to work with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was just cool to be in a place where I felt like, and Rick was so gracious about like introducing me as, as an artist and as a friend and not just less the video guy. And um, right. yeah, I got to, I got to meet all of, all of the old OG goatee guys DC talk. Most of those guys were there. You know, Toby was around for a good bit of it um, and hear them share stories of the early days and honor each other for the work they did with grits and um, just talk about, you know, how grateful they were for the brotherhood. And that was the, really the thing kind of you were getting at is there was like, I mean, these guys built, they were the founding fathers of Christian hip hop. They, they, they built it. Yeah. Late nights in a studio, early mornings driving to shows in a van. They toured together. They cried together. They celebrated their families' birthdays and marriages together. Like I was in a room with these guys, and it was like it wasn't about the show. Yeah, like they someone could have come in and been like, "Hey, y'all, sorry, the show's canceled," and they all probably would have been like, "Okay, like let's just like let's yeah. just keep hanging out." Like it was, yeah. and even talking to Rick, and I have some footage of this. Rick was saying that like everything they did was just like an overflow of their brotherhood, like their songs, their touring, their shows, their music was just an overflow of what God has given them in their friendships. And, uh, you know, when you meet your heroes, you, you would hope you're, they are who you want them to be. And I can't even, man. And I felt this way about Rick for a long time. Like, you know, he have just the most genuine, I, I can't speak highly enough about him as a man and, and mentor and example to me. And then to see like, uh, you know the cloth he was cut from like you get in with all yeah. of his buddies and you're like oh you're all this way like you're wow. all grits was so gracious to me toby was so gracious like all these guys were just like brought me into the fold for 24 hours and um and it was just family it was just yeah. family. and and i found um i've even felt that a little bit at other like industry events and not and i think it's just we're just a product of our culture like you're just naturally like on edge you know like we yeah. screen our we screen our phone calls before we pick them up no one picks up a random call anymore and you know what these mm-hmm. guys would like these guys like brought a random dude into their life and we're just like we're gonna love on you and we're gonna pray with you and we're gonna hang out with you and um i think our artists my generation of artists yeah. need to be in those rooms more because mm. we are we we're too consumed probably to the point where we can't control it by competition you know, yeah, and by comparison yeah. and re- no matter how hard you fight it, you can't beat it alone. And clearly these guys beat it. Cause there is like 15 of them. Yeah. Um, so I was just so edified by it. It was like my childhood all wrapped yeah. up into one day yeah. and it far exceeded my expectations. Again, I went down thinking I was just going to shoot some like BTS footage for these guys. And I just, I felt like I got a documentary of like things of Christian hip hop and brotherhood and authenticity and grits. And, you know, it was cool, man. 
I want to see this movie, man. I, I yeah, can't, yeah, I, when it's made. Yeah, give me some time. but <laughs> We will give you time because I know you're going to want to get it right. But I also know from what you said, you're going to finish it. That's so right. you're going to see what it is. But uh, that is really exciting. And I, I really will want to watch whatever you wind up cutting, producing of that. Yeah. But um, I want to pivot on that. With that, one thing I think you mentioned off air was that being there also validated for you, I believe that these are my words, not your words, and I like your words. So you we'll get to your words, but validated like God has a place, a space for yeah. you. Uh, what was that like? Walk us through that, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, I just I I like I've learned from these guys. Like Toby has been, he's the model guy. He's the model for me of like, it's about the music, but it's about the people first. And you hear any story of his and I know people in his camp and I know people connected to him and, and they just rave about how he treats his people from people holding the doors at his shows to the volunteers, to his band. And I've, I just kind of have always had that too. Like, and yet, honestly, this gets in the way of our marriage sometimes. Cause I'm like, I just want to hang out yeah. with everybody. I want all the people around, you know, I want to like love on the yeah. people and Katie's like, well, yeah. we're going out on a date night and I'll be like talking with the stranger at the bar or whatever, you know? Right. Like, right. Yeah. I just, I can't help it. Like I love hearing people's stories and what makes them tick and what are you good at? And, yeah. and um, we just don't believe in people enough kind of as mm. our gut reaction. We're very, we're a very suspicious culture and, I, I want to, I kind of talk about even my platform as like, I want my platform to be a platform of encouragement. Like, you know, you can never go wrong encouraging somebody. Yeah. Never, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's shocking how much people just need a little bit. Yeah. Like I have yeah. had crazy encounters with people where I look at them and I say, you know what? I just, I think you're good at that. And I think, I think God may have something for that in you, yeah. and, you know, like break down somehow that was like the truth they needed to hear, you know, like, um, so I don't know. I, for me, my music journey has always been like, how many people can I bring with me? Like how, how many artists can I bring alongside me? Can I write songs with invest in their songs to the point where it's, it gets distracting from my own stuff. But I just like, I love watching people's gifts come alive. I just love watching people's gifts come alive, specifically in the musical space. And I want to be who I never had. So like I never had somebody who was kind of at the halfway point between where Connor was at 18 and the Toby Mac level of kind of professionalism. And I feel like I'm kind of there and I want to be that because I'm like, you know, I want my journey to be at the disposition of whoever wants it. You want a piece of what I've created? Come get it. Call me. I tell people, I will tell you anything you want to know about what I've learned as long as you'll be willing to wake up early and talk to me. Yeah. Like wow. anytime, you know, like I just, I just, I never had somebody like that and I want to help people not make the same mistakes I did. So there's just been this, like I've approached my craft with a joy and a humility that I've actually sometimes felt has gotten in the way okay. of like, am I, am I like, you know, am I taking enough money when I pay my band? Am I, uh, am I spending mm. too much time helping other people and, Am I spending too much time just making content for people because I'm good at it and I want to help them? And, you know, I'm around these guys and I'm like, no, like, that's what this is about. Like, good. Yeah. You got to be believing in people if you want people to believe in you. And um, so 
I, I don't know. I hope that comes off okay. I yeah, that's yeah. Why why would it not? That's great, man. Yeah. That, isn't that what Jesus told the twelve disciples after they're arguing about hey, who's the greatest? Who's the greatest? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you want to be great? You want to yeah. talk about greatness? Serve others. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, dude, you're you're hitting it. You're hitting the yeah. target. Yeah, there's nothing more satisfying for me than like watching somebody realize they have a gift and like press into it. Yeah, it's man. like it's a cool thing. And then to be a part of it, if I can help yeah. in that, I uh, just, man, I love it. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. It's okay if nothing comes to your mind and you don't have to name the person or whatever, but can you think of a situation where you just were like, Hey man, like I see this gift in you. What, I mean, if you can think of a specific occurrence or example, um, where you just, can you? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of them. Um, there's probably two specific ones that come to mind. One, um, my cousin. So he's my drummer and, uh, he's a DJ as well. And, uh, I bought him his first drum set when he was little, like he's my, he's my, he's 22. So there's a gap, you know, there's 10 or so year gap between us. So I was always his older cousin and bought him his first drum set when he was super tiny. We've always been tight with his family. And, um, I've had, I had a show where all of my drummers were out. I couldn't find a drummer. And so he was 18 at the time. Yeah. So I called him up. I was like, Hey, you think you could do this? Like he's never really taken lessons. He's just self-taught. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Like I wanted to give him the opportunity for sure. And then I called his mom and I was like, are you sure? Like, you think he like, is he drumming enough to like know how to play this show? (laughs) And she was just like, like not even she didn't even flinch she was like and we're really close and she was like 100 percent, absolutely wow you know and sure enough he i mean he worked his butt off he i mean he's he's an incredible drummer and so he came up and so then after that it's just been like all right i want to keep giving you opportunities and so he's played all over with me he's playing a showcase with me in nashville in a couple weeks he's played over with me overseas in germany and um and so every show there's just like new opportunities of like, okay, he was drumming, but he's also like a talented DJ. So he'll run yeah. tracks for me while he's drumming. And then he was like, Hey, I kind of play piano too. Could we try to do like acoustic versions of your songs? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, like I just kept giving him room yeah. and he'd keep bringing new gifts to the table. And I just would encourage it. I'm like, let's go. And I, yeah. you know, I would rather encourage someone into failure with them than yeah. say, let's not try it at all. You know? Yeah. Um, so there's him, and then there's this uh, a friend of mine, Lola, who's uh, a, a worship artist and a great friend of our families, and she um, actually interned for me at my last job, and it was just a uh, became like a I just rather than just like an intern for the job, it became like a, I just want to invest in your life, and she's a really talented songwriter and worship leader, and uh, that friendship slash internship turned into me connecting with her with some producers and us, me writing a bunch of songs with her um, and believing in those gifts. And now she's putting together an EP and cool. off she's off and running. And um, so, yeah, man, I don't know. I love it. That is great. That is awesome. Well, um, let's talk just, we'll take a few more minutes. I know you just got home and need to spend oh, no, some more good. time with your, your wife and, and girls, but um, let's talk about some of the songs that you've been putting out recently. I mean, I'll name some of them and you just kind of tell me which one you want to share about. Um, we got closer down with me, major leagues, be not afraid, run away. Those are the, you know, the most recent five that I've found. And those are yeah, all yeah, within yeah. the last five months. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're, 
you're and you're putting some music out. So which yeah. one pops for you that you can talk about? Oh man, I mean they've all got a story. I think um yeah. Major Leagues is fun is because because I grew up in an Irish family and I grew up playing Irish instruments, the Irish flute, and I've always wanted to do like a flute based like hip hop song. Crazy and, um, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, somehow I gotta pull this off. And so when I found out last year that this past St. Patrick's Day was going to be on a Friday, which is like the industry release day for music, I was like, oh, we got to we got to get something to release on St. Patrick's Day. And so uh, so it was fun, man. I, I've you know, we got some stuff from the flute tract and um, had a, a friend of mine up here in the cities uh, make a beat and he killed it. And uh, yeah. it, the song just kind of came together super fast. And then we shot a music video in an Irish pub and it was just right. like. It was fun because I just didn't really care. I was like, I just wanted it uh, to make a song that I loved. And and it's yeah. funny, like people love it. Like people yeah, love it. Yeah. And it was actually a really good exercise for me because it's helped me in my writing of like, all right, I'm going to think less about what people think of my songs, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, good, really good song. Um, and I saw, I think on Instagram, I mean, you must have played it fairly recently. It looked like... Uh, yeah a really cool, some concert footage of you doing yep. that. And yeah, it was uh, the first time just this past show was the first time I ever pulled the flute out like live and like yeah. teed up the song with the flute. And so I'm still not sure if I'm committed to that, but, uh, <laughs> but we brought it and people seem to like it. So that's yeah. great. That's great. All right. Uh, talk to me about down with me. Yeah. Down, down with me is one of my, is I think really one of my favorites. I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, if I were to ever have a song go to radio, at least currently out of my catalog, I think it would yeah. be that one. Um, it was just a, the way it came about. The collab with Holly and and her Holly's husband, actually Walter, produced the song. Um, and it's just a simple song about wrestling with your purpose. Like, God, you know, like, um, I'm having a hard time here. And uh, I've been fight like the hook is, I've been fighting for a long time, waiting on you like every single sunrise. Um, yeah. but I just need to know, like, God, I need to know that you're down with me that's, and that's like, I wrestle with my sinfulness, my mistakes, but I need, essentially, I just, I need to be reminded that you love me even in the midst of my craziness. Um, so yeah, it's just fun pop song, man. Yeah. It's a great lyric. I mean, that use of that down with me, I mean, that's really good. Uh, that's yeah. really good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about another one. I've, I've been enjoying no doubt you as a lyricist even just some of the words that you have used in the the interview i'm like oh yeah this this guy he's got away with words he's got away <laughs> oh, talking about you. satiating and anti antithetical all these things i love it um talk to me about you know you touched on fear before so just bring it back around one more time just be not afraid and why that song is important to you and to people listening yeah, that was actually the first song out of this series of singles. Like you said, I've been putting out these past five months. So Be Not Afraid, Slow Down, Down With Me, um, Run Away, and then I'm missing one. You got closer right now? Does that count or no? No, there was the, okay. there were five. Uh, slow Down, Be Not Afraid, Down With Me, Run Away. Does Major like Leagues count? Major Was no, Major Leagues no. in there? Man, I feel anyways, I, okay. I, I had this project of like these singles with the specific artwork. I worked with this this designer to make this animated kind of cartoon artwork of Connor. And yeah, that was cool. I like yeah, that. I just had I had a very specific plan for the artwork and the story I wanted to tell and the imagery and the artwork and the music yeah. videos and all this stuff. And Be Not Afraid was actually the first song 
I had done. That song was done, like done, done for almost two years. And I was playing it live and I just sat on it because I was very committed. I was like, I just started working with another producer that I added to our process up here in the cities who was kind of editing my vocals and bringing some stuff to life in my songs that I was like, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta work with you more. So yeah, I started working with him and I think it really leveled up some of my production. And um, so working with Rick on the beats and the music, and then this guy in the cities on my vocals. And that kind of is what I've been doing for these new, this new set of songs and be not afraid was the first part of that. And Mm. it was just, it's just an anthem man for myself. Like, you know, the first lyrics are like, I see you looking in the mirror, so scared of what you can't see worried about your career you don't even know who you really are and i was like i just wrote this song of like what do i need to hear like what do yeah. i need to listen to um so yeah it's just it's yeah. just an anthem that when i'm even my, i listen to it often now of like yeah yeah i have to remind myself i wrote this for me that's right that's right that's good all right uh last one just uh closer talk to us about that one closer is a fun one because it started on instagram so every now and then I'll hop on Instagram and I'll do these live co-writes where I'll like just oh. pull up Instagram live and say, Hey y'all, we're going to write a song. And what? Yeah. It's been That's super cool. fun. It's been super yeah. fun. And so I'll have an idea or a lyric or I'll just, it's really just a challenge for me. Like, can I do this? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I had this idea f- for this song and my friend Maggie was like really committed in the chat. She was like throwing ideas out there and lyrics. And then she even DM'd me after it was over and was like, Hey, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I got this, this, this. And I was like, Hey, you just want to hop on like a, a zoom call and like work on the song with me. And she's like, yeah. Whoa. And, that, that, and so that turned into, uh, she's like, I have a friend, Alex, who'd be an awesome producer for this. And we wanted the original vision for that one was to be more of like an acoustic trap song. Like I really wanted this tension between, acoustic sounds and drums um yeah. to kind of create that tension of like you know the the pre-chorus chorus is like the road is long and i feel lonely take my effort make it holy of like just i just wanted to create a lot of tension with the lyrics and the music well we gave it to alex and he came back with it and it was kind of this like dance song and we were like hey this works too we love this you know like yeah. it still creates this like joyful vibe with attention in the lyrics that I think really speak to just the reality of our, our life right now of, yeah. uh, take my effort, make it holy Lord. Like yeah. I'm trying the hardest, hardest I can. And in, in the midst of all of it, the prayer is like, pull me closer, you know, like yeah. pulling me closer. And so, uh, it was a long process. We got it done. We had a ton of fun. If you haven't checked out any of the content for that, shooting the video and and we brought a friend yeah the video is a lot of fun yeah it's, just got a van and fun. had fun Love with it, it. so yeah. yeah it's it's really good um all right uh we'll we'll wrap up but um just tell people if where they can find you on social media and everything i told them about um uh full-time dreamer.co uh, yeah yeah what what else connor yeah, uh, Instagram and Facebook are both at Connor Flanagan Music. So it's TikTok at Connor Flanagan Music. Um, my music is everywhere. Spotify. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Instagram is where I probably dump most of my content and footage from shows and traveling yeah. and updates. Um, but you'll find it pretty much anywhere. Okay. So. All right. What else is just? Uh, I mean, leave us just with any closing thoughts. Just something that's on your heart, or just uh, we haven't got to yet, but you just like to share with people. Oh man. Um, and it's okay if you're out of words too. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, I I don't know if we're far enough into my journey to be like, 
to speak from this place of wisdom of like, oh man, you should like, you know, <laughs> I got so burned out from that. Like we made the leap, you should too kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. just my encouragement, if there's anybody listening to this, who's like, like every journey starts the same way, one step, mm. right? And my step is going to look way different than somebody else's step, but it's both a step. And, yeah. you know, you got to figure out what your step is. Maybe your step is leaving your job. Maybe your step is just like putting on your calendar. I'm going to write if I'm a songwriter for an hour right. tomorrow, you know, like right. we get so distracted by everyone else's journeys, their successes, their, their failures and comparison uh, cripples us to the point where we are, we don't even, can't even pursue our own thing, you know? Right. And right. so I would just, I would, you know, if you're listening right now and you have any sort of dream or desire or talent or gift that you want to invest in more, figure out what small step you could take tomorrow, take it and then take it again the next day. And then take it again the next day and and trust God to open the doors. You don't have to kick them down right away. Someday you might have to, but you don't have to do it right away. Um, So, yeah, that's what I was good. That's good, man. That's good. That's a good word. All right. Connor Flanagan, man, excited to meet you and hear about what God is doing. Unbelievable timing for us that we got to catch you just off this historic event. So good. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to see what you got there. And any, uh, you've obviously been super busy. Last question, just any new music that you're working on right now, or is that kind of, yeah. You're- yeah. So yeah, I have, um, I have four singles done, uh, totally done. And we're just yeah. putting it on pause, uh, while I'm doing this full-time dreamer tour. So they'll all start to be released next summer. So probably cool. May, May, June, July, August. And then, Currently, uh, this week, I'm starting uh, an EP to be released after those singles. Wow. Okay. Trying trying to stay ahead of it. So by the time all the singles get released, the EP will be done. And we're kind of, you know, casting a vision out that far. But um, I'm excited. The singles are fun. They're like just fun kind of in that major leagues vibe of like, I just made some songs that are kind of summery and fun. And and the, the EP is more of like, songs that I've been writing in Nashville with other songwriters that I'm like, I think I've gotten better at writing and I want to invest a little bit more in these tracks. Um, so awesome. Awesome. Exciting. Exciting. Good stuff. All right. That is Connor Flanagan. That was Connor Flanagan. I really enjoyed talking to Connor, hip-hop artist. I do want to get my full-time Dreamer sweatshirt. You can get yours too, fulltimedreamer.co. And, uh, man, I'm excited to follow and see what God has in store for him. He talked about authenticity, and you can see that. You can hear that in the interview, right? He is so authentic. Really love his heart. Love that genuine spirit. And I've really been enjoying his music as well. You can go to his uh, social media channels, Connor Flanagan Music. You can check those out, Spotify, YouTube, you know, the places you can hear all of that. But I really enjoyed uh, Connor Flanagan getting to meet him. Looking forward to uh, another interview with him and catching up down the road as well. Exciting what God has been doing in his life. And I believe that there's something exciting that God is doing in your life. You may not even realize it, but God is at work. God is doing something, whether you feel it right now, right here in your heart, or behind the scenes, Jesus Christ is for you, and he is with you, and he has given you a purpose 
that is different than Connor Flanagan's, different than mine, different than the person that you know on your street, different than the person that you know in the cubicle next to you. It is your purpose and your purpose alone. And Jesus Christ is saying, hey, rise up. Connor put it this way, and I love it. He said, what's your small step to take today? What is your small step just to take today? I'll leave that between you and Jesus to say, Jesus, what is my small step to take today in the purpose and dream that you've given me? For somebody, it might just be listening and saying, hey, Jesus, what do you have for me? I'm just I'm just listening today. What do you want me to do? And be prepared to take that very small step, whatever that might be. All right. What Connor is being is being very bold. And that's what we are trying to do as well. When Jesus loves us, when we consider his love and look at his um his character, his heart what he's done for us, what he is doing for us, what he will do for us out of those things, then we can be very bold. We can take our eyes off of the mirror, the mirror that shows us our flaws and our weaknesses, the mirror that shows us all the things that we're not, and take our eyes off of that for a moment and fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. Fix our eyes on Jesus Christ and know that he has called you, know that he loves you, know that he created you for a purpose. Know those things. Shift your perspective from your own flaws to his perfection and the way he looks at us, the way he sees you is as a masterpiece. So I want to encourage you in that today and out of that love, out of that hope, you can be very bold in taking that very small step today. All right, really enjoyed my time with Connor Flanagan. I hope you did as well. You can always email me, steve at verybold.com. Steve at verybold.com. Let me know what you enjoyed about my conversation with Connor. Of course, you can comment on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you can find what we're talking about this interview, YouTube with Connor Flanagan. Good stuff, good stuff. So we are Very Bold Radio and Podcasts. We're Very Bold Ministries. That comes from the Apostle Paul. This is how we close our show, 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very bold radio and podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's word and through inspiring interviews. Go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.